going on guys welcome back to the no sleep startup podcast i'm your host dominic montgomery and this here this right here is episode 28 or no 29 dang almost had it episode 29 um how you guys doing how's your week been hope it's been good man uh my week's been all right sorry we're a day late um we had some issues with our uh equipment yesterday but no matter um, what happened this week? Uh, we went to see some March Madness games. That was cool. Um, Barrett left uh, work and went down to Dallas to see a concert. That was cool. What'd you go see? They're called Spiritualized. Spiritualized. He went to go see them. And they are, and Spiritualized is um, a Bible word. So. Uh, <laughs> and, okay, cool. Cool. I didn't know. See? Um, what else happened this week? Um, Jesse Smollett got uh, all his charges dropped, which is hilarious, because uh, he was definitely lying about everything. Um, so that's cool for Chicago, I guess. Um, I guess the city was like, man, we got too much stuff to worry about. Like, let's just let him go. Everybody's dying in Chicago. Um, what else happened this week, man? Uh, in business... Uh, we're rolling along, trucking along, you know, meetings after meetings. Um, I'm not good at small talk, never been. You know, I used to go to this thing in the mornings out here where they'd have like entrepreneurs and someone would present stuff, you know, present their new idea and then they wanted people to ask questions and stuff and then there was like a meet and greet after. And I kind of never hung around, like ever. Um, I always thought like, I have to be working. Like, what are you guys doing here? Shouldn't you be working, you know? You ever thought that way? Um, anyways, okay, so for today's episode, that's enough small talk, man. Uh, somebody told me I should t- do small talk at the beginning. I don't think it's coming across well, so I don't think I'm going to do it anymore. I'm just jump right into the subject. Um, so today's episode is about securing a long-term contract, okay? Securing a long-term contract. And I thought about this because, you know, when we first start off, uh, all we're looking for is to get paid, right? That's the that's what we that's our goal. We want to get paid. We want to get a client, right? But are they really your client if they pay you for a project and you do it and then they go on about their way and you don't hear from them again until they need you? Is that your client really, or is that you know you provided a service to someone one time, right? So I want to talk about how to secure a client, how to secure a long-term contract. And this is a, it's kind of like an in-depth deal because if you're trying to branch off on your own, you're trying to grow and you're trying to like sustain as, as an entrepreneur, as a agency owner, as you know, someone who's just trying to grow something, you want to figure out how to establish uh, what's called predictable income, right? Um, Predictable income meaning I know four months from now that I'll have this much coming in, right? Or based on my pipeline and based on my close ratio, I know in eight months we'll be sitting pretty at around this this amount of money, you know, or this amount of security. Um, and I see a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of people who they kind of bend to what the client wants. And usually what the client wants is a month-to-month contract, meaning 
you do this thing for me, and then if you provide ongoing services, uh, I'll pay you monthly, but I always want an out, right? I want like a 30-day out, meaning if at any time I think it's not working or somebody influences me to go with them instead of you, I want to be able to leave. Is that sustainable? Mm -mm. Not at all, man. I've, man, uh, I've had, this, is, this has been an ongoing thing from the time I started, you know, as a solopreneur to now an agency owner, um, perfecting and, and, and fine-tuning this process. Because it is a process to get a client to lock in with you, right? To have them for 12 months, 24 months, three years, you know? Um, and, and it took a lot of trial and error because several months off, like, okay, let's say, for instance, you get a client in January, right? And they're like, I'm going to pay you 15 grand to do this thing for, you, for me. And you're like, all right, cool. You do that thing for them. And then you have several months where you don't have any client. That could absolutely cripple you, right? No work for three months. That could cripple you. You know, you, you get a good payout to begin with. And then you're on that kind of, you know, you're, you're on that high that we get when we, when we close. Well, actually it's a high and then an immediate low when we get a client it's like yes i closed it oh now i gotta do all the work right but you're on that high and you get that money and you start doing the work and then you spend that money on you know on back paying bills or or you're spending it on something you needed you know um your car needed fixing or whatever it is you know stuff that you needed to pay for you pay for it and because you're on that high you're like okay stuff's gonna start rolling in now because that's how it usually works. But what if it doesn't happen? Huh? Then you're kind of stuck, right? So, like I said, there, there's a process to getting someone on to a long-term contract with you. And I have my notes here. Um, what I would influence you to do is, is not immediately come out of the gate asking for a commitment from them. Okay? That might sound counterintuitive to what I'm talking about, but... These people don't know you, man. Like, your new client, they don't know you. So if they don't know you, how are they going to trust you to do your work, right? If you come in and you're like, hey, here's the deal. I'm going to do this for you, and it's going to cost you this up front, and then you're going to pay me for 12 months. Here, sign this. We're locked in. We're in a relationship now. Nah, not happening. I don't sign 12-month agreements with anyone. I don't care how good the product is, you know? So why would anyone else come to you and say, yeah, let's, let's lock in for 12 months. Here's 500 bucks a month. I trust you <laughs> from one or two meetings, right? So you can't come out of the gate asking for the commitment. You got to start small. And here's what we've learned. You start small and you have to gain the client's trust, obviously. So you have to start thinking, like, what's something uh, around this thing that I created that I can charge uh, for maintenance every month. What's something that you can that that you can charge for? You know, if you built a website, can you charge them for hosting each month? Right. Uh, if you uh, uh, if you uh, if you're a designer, right, and you design something for somebody, what what? It's all about establishing value, right? And what I suggest is you tell them, hey, let's do a trial period, okay? If, if, let's say, for instance, the, the deal is $10,000 up front, right? You say, okay, uh, it's $10,000 up front. I'm going to build this thing for you. 
I also provide maintenance and, and I can provide value for you. Uh, here's what I can do on a monthly basis for you, right? And don't say I need you for six months, 12 months. Don't do that. What I suggest is you say, look, let's do a trial period of 60 days or 90 days or two months, three months, right? You pay me this each month and let me prove to you that I'll one, well, I mean, whether it's bring you leads, two, provide value for your company, three, provide consultation to, to, to show you, you know, what you should be doing marketing wise or advertising wise or personally, you know? Um, and, and once you get them on that three month trial, it's then your job to, make yourself needed to this company or to this client. Does that make sense? So, it, okay, so let's, let's take three instances. Let's say I'm gonna talk to a designer, I'm gonna talk to a content writer, and I'll talk to a web developer, okay? So, the designer. You design a new logo for them, uh, you do a website mock-up for them, um, and uh, and that's it. That's all they need. They just need a branding package, right? We need a new website. We need a new color scheme and we need like a wireframe for a new site, right? So you get them on at that. You charge them. They pay you five grand for that, right? It's your job to then say, okay, let's do that. Uh, but just so you know, like within this, I'd like to sign you on as a, on a three month trial with me because I have so much more to offer you. Um, let me, do this added value for you over these next three months i'll only charge you say 300 bucks a month right 300 500 bucks a month something something minimal uh that they can you know afford right how much do you think that's worth to you mr client oh, well i'll pay 150 a month okay cool 150 a month that's awesome because i don't just want you to walk out of my office or i don't want to walk out of your office do this thing for you and then that's it i want to become ingrained in your business so you do the initial logo for them, you do the wireframe and right, and then they put you on, say, a quote unquote retainer for three months. And you say, I, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna provide, uh, actually, you don't tell them anything. You just start providing for them. So what can you do for them? You can design a brochure for them the first month. You know, you can look into uh, uh, what they've been doing on, uh, uh, as far as business cards go, right? Uh, as far as, uh, other mock-ups they might need, you know, landing pages, what do they need, right? And provide this for them so then at the end of that three months, then you can talk, or before the end of the three months, you can say, listen, you know, things are going good. Um, I'd love to sign you on at like a six month because what that's gonna do is it's gonna allow me to do X more for you, right? And it's gonna provide me X much, X much more security as an entrepreneur, right? And what we've seen is two, three months of working steadily with someone, providing them value, even if it's at a cheap rate, it always leads to more, right? So that's the designer, okay? Uh, the content writer. What can a content writer do, man? Well, let's say they, they hire you on to rewrite all the content on their site, okay? Which is weird. <laughs> it's a weird request, but we had this one client do that. Uh, so they had a... a <laughs> they had a, a, a manufacturing company and they had all these like uh, really specific parts, right? Like, um, I don't know, uh, uh, railroad ties or like stuff for gas and oil. Like, I don't even know the names of these products, right? And they came to us and they said, we want all the product descriptions rewritten. Huh? <laughs> how, do you re 
how do you rewrite the amount of tension that a wire can hold, right? But anyways, we took it on. We took it on. So here's a prime example, okay? We took on the job. We said it's going to be this much to rework the content on the site. But we know after the initial rewrite, there's probably going to be more that you're going to need because, you know, the client's going to want more or it, this was an agency who hired us on. So your client's going to want more. They're going to want something different. You're going to have revisions. Let's do this. Instead of this, you know, $10,000 upfront for us to do it all, let's start at 6000 right? And let's sign this three-month trial, right, where you pay us 1500 a month, 15 Three forty-five hundred, which landed us at ten five, ten thousand five hundred. So we made a little bit more on this three month. But what that did is it made the agency feel secure in us, knowing that we would be around and we're not going to after that initial and they come back for revisions. We're not going to start charging them hourly at that point, right? So a whole three months. What's that do for us? That leads us into uh, 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 a relationship with them to where if they're thinking about another type of of a client or another job, who's gonna be on their mind? We are, because we've become ingrained with what they're doing for at least three months, right? So, Mr. Copywriter, what can you do? You can rewrite their homepage content, you know, um, in these three months. Uh, what can you do to provide value? Uh, rework their, uh, uh, their social media messaging, right? You can come up with different taglines for them. Uh, you can rewrite their title tags, meta descriptions. You can do this type of stuff that shows your value so that they want to keep you on. And after the three months, your hope is they can't live without you. And they'll think, how did I ever live without this guy or this girl? Right? That makes sense? Um, how about the web developer? What can the web developer do? Uh, like I said, you can build landing pages. You can rework contact forms. Uh, you can introduce them to new tech. You know what? I, you know what we do. Uh, depending on whatever service that a client has with us, um, let's say they're interested. Like they they signed on for with us for SEO, right? There's a lot of Google updates, algorithm updates, all the time. I think Google updates their algorithm once or twice a day. But then every year there's a major update that affects a lot of people. We make sure we send our clients this information, right? Mr. Web Developer, if, if, if there's a new coding language or if there's a new, uh, um, I don't know, if, if, if there's a new, uh, yeah, if there's a new coding language, make your client aware of it. You know, copywriter, let your client know what the new trends are. You know, designer, uh, uh, let your client know uh, about new typography that you've come up with or, um, or send them stuff that you've done for other clients, right? Pique their interest so that you continue the narrative with them. You can't just be the person who has a client, does the job, and that's it, okay? And I know I'm talking to a lot of introverts here, me being one of them for a while. I'm kind of an introvert, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, you have to talk to them. Like I said, you have to act like these people are human. They're human just like you. You know, nine times out of ten, you're working with another entrepreneur, so another way to in ingrain yourself with what they're doing is to give them business ideas. You know, give them ways to better their, their, their business or their company or their, what they're trying to achieve, right? Why withhold all that stuff just to charge them? I mean, you're going to charge them for it regardless, but you can't charge them for something they don't know about, right? Does that make sense?
Um, this is a good point. Okay, so um, another cool way or cool tactic to, to get people on with you for a while is, you know, that initial upfront. Why don't you split that up? And I think I, I hit on that a little bit, but why don't you split up the entire upfront? Because then at least that way, you know, each month you're going to get paid and you're not going to get a lump sum. You're going to pay something off that costs half of that lump sum. And then you have a two-week dry spell or two-month dry spell where you're like, uh, did I keep the receipt for that TV? Can I take it back? What's your return policy? <laughs> What's your return policy? I need 700 bucks. I bought this TV, man. Uh, so let's say, for instance... You know, you got a new website deal. It's $20,000. Um, you know, most people are, are okay with paying half up front. But why don't you say, let me split this into six payments. You know, I know that hurts because you could get a big payment up front and do a lot with it. But we're talking predictable income. That makes the income predictable. Each month, you know, you're going to get a sixth of that $20,000. And what is that? That's uh, a sixth. That's $3,333 a month. That's pretty good, don't you think? Over six months that you can count on. So if this month, you know, your, your utilities are high or your, your uh, engine explodes and you got to fix your car, at least you know next month you're going to get a little bit more, right? So that, and, and in that time, you better be providing value, right? And obviously your contract has to be ironclad. Your agreement has to be specific so that... You know, they don't get to three months and they're like, eh, we've decided to go elsewhere. You know, split that up for them. Because get this, if you're building a site for someone, it's going to take you what? 60 days, maybe 90 days, maybe 30 days. But after that, you've provided yourself a six month runway. So you've got, let's say it took you 90 days. You've got three months now to tweak, to send them all the new tech to, to uh, if the site, if the traffic's not going as, as good as they wanted it to, then you can offer them AdWords, you can offer them SEO, you can help with their social media. Do you see how you ingrain yourself? That's important. People don't want just doers working for them. I don't want to hire just a doer. I want to hire someone who's proactive and who's helping me get to where I want to go, you know? And this can even be seen in a lot of, um, uh, like, uh, business agreements to where, and oh, listen to my episode, Scratch My Back. What episode is that? Number 25, go back and listen to that. But you know those people who are like, listen, man, you do this for me, and I'm going to send you a lot of clients. You know, do it for me for free, and then I'll introduce you to this guy, and then he'll probably pay you. You know those guys? But here's a goal. We are going home now. Okay. <laughs> Okay, gotcha. Okay. Okay, gotcha. Thank you so much. <laughs> Have a great one. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> who was that? Okay, I think those were florists, actually. <sighs> what was I talking about? Uh, ingraining yourself, six months. What was I saying? Oh, those people who uh, who are like, you know, scratch my back, I'll scratch yours, you know. Here's a rebuttal for them, okay? And this has actually worked. This is how we've kind of moved ourselves into partial ownership of actual companies. Okay, you don't have the money to pay for this, right? 
let's look in your books. Let's see uh, what type of profit you're making. You know, let's see your profit margins. And let's discuss what it would look like if we as an agency or if me as an entrepreneur were in fact to take on this work for you for free. And how could you then repay us, right? Um, I'd be, and you look at their margins and they, you know, let's say, for instance, because uh, we're working with one now, a roofing company, let's say, um, okay, uh, your average roof costs, you know, you get paid $4,000 on the average roof, right? I would be okay with uh, 20% of every lead that I bring you due to my marketing efforts. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to redo your branding, I'm going to redo your website, I'm going to redo your logo, that is branding, website. I'm going to redo your social media. I'm going to take some you know, video for you. I'm going to do some photography for you. I'm going to do a bunch of SEO. And I'm going to spend my own dime and run some ads to get some leads. Because now I own part of this company, right? Basically, you don't own part of the company, but you own part of the payout, right? So that's a good rebuttal for these guys who are like, you know, you do this for me and prove you can get some leads, then you'll get paid. <laughs> Not how it works. Um, I want some of the money that I'm bringing you. In that case, in that case, right? Um, I forgot my point because the florists. Uh, <laughs> but uh, another way to ingrain yourself and to get these long-term contracts, um, there there are retainers. You know, um, I have a friend. He knows what I'm talking about. He sent me a brilliant email uh, that showed me what it would look like to retain his services. Um, brilliant. He gave five options, I think, maybe four. One was, here's what it looks like if you hire me on hourly. Okay, it's going to be this much hourly. Here's what it looks like if you hire me on, you know, project to project. I'll spend this much time on it, you know, per week. And, you know, it won't have my full attention, but at least you know it'll get done in a timely manner, maybe, if I'm not too flooded with other client work, right? That's a, that's a hook. I like it. That's a hook. Because it's like, you could pay this much, but if something more lucrative comes about, yours kind of gets pushed to the side just so you know that that's a good hook right because i look right past that i'm like well, i don't want that to happen then the next option was okay here's here's what it looks like if you get me on for if you get me for you know 15 hours a week here's what i could do for you here's what 30 hours a week looks like here's what full-time looks like right and with every uh level of this retainer structure it got cheaper for me right if i go with the full-time I'm going to be paying less than I would if I hired on hired them on hourly, right? And I know I'm going to be getting a crap ton more, okay? But could he have sent me this if I never worked with him? Absolutely not. Could he have sent me that if I didn't trust him? Nope. Can you send a client that who you just sat down with yesterday over tapatias? Uh-uh. You can't do it. You have to have been in a relationship with them, proven your value, shown your value, and now you can say, listen, man, I want a part of what's happening. I know I can help you. I know you can pay me. So let's lock this in. Like, what's this look like? Another thing that, um, I keep saying another thing, but there's a lot of another things. Um, another thing that I've seen entrepreneurs do, and this is pretty cool, is uh, they'll look on job forums, like job boards, like Indeed or Monster or even uh, Craigslist. Um, or... Uh, even Craigslist, and they'll talk to, uh, they'll reply to people posting for jobs, right? So they, they, you know, let's say someone's like, we need an in-house developer, uh, we'll pay $30,000 a year for, you know, an uh, in-house developer. Um, and I've seen entrepreneurs go in and say, listen, don't pay an entrepreneur, or uh, entrepreneur, don't pay a 
uh, uh, entry level person thirty thousand a year when you can pay an experienced person two thousand a month, right? Pay me two thousand a month. It's saving that business six grand, and you're getting someone who you don't have to baby step through uh, certain projects, right? You tell me the project, I'll get it done. That's pretty smart because then if, if, if that interest is peaked in that business owner, again, you can then say, okay, just, yeah, let's sign on this 12 month because I'm saving you 6,000 for the year, right? Or you get into a consulting phase with them where you're like, we're to a point where you don't really need me, but I can bring on that entry level person that'll be on 40 hours a week. I'll consult for you. I'll teach this person what they need to know. You pay me a consultation fee. And then there you go, right? Then you're building your resume. Then you can go to the next person and say, yeah, I consulted with XYZ company. Um, I brought in their in-house. Here's what I can do for you, right? Right? Makes sense? I think so. Um, still, uh, oh, also, when you're doing this, when you're doing those, and this is going <laughs> to kind of go back on what I said, but when you're doing this and you get them on a six-month contract, 12-month contract, still give them an option to leave, okay? Don't be the jerk who's like, no, you have to sign on for 12 months. You have to pay me or I'm going to take you to small claims court. Like, give them, give them an option to leave. And, and that option looks like, hey, if I'm not doing my job and you've told me I'm not doing my job and I continue to not do my job, you can go. Give me a 30-day notice, you can go. Because it's my fault, right? But still, at the same time, have that extra strategy for yourself, too, and say, if I keep asking you for materials and I keep having to chase you down for payment, uh, I can fire you as a client at any time in this 12-month contract, right? Because there are going to be those clients that you sign on, and four months in, you're like, man, I underbid this severely. <laughs> and we all have. We've all done that. Um, on that note... You should stop setting up payment structures where you ask for a percentage up front and then a percentage when the job is done. Stop doing that because you're going to run into these people who never see the job is done. And it's going to kill you because no matter what you put on that contract, at the end of it all, uh, when it gets closer to the end, they're going to keep at least those uh, and then clients. And then, no, and so clients, I think is what I called them. And so they're the people you're talking to on the phone. You're like, all right, good talking to you. And they go, and so, and you're like, oh, it, like that's what they do with, with, with the, the projects. You're like, all right, we did this, we did this, we did this, we fulfilled our contract. And they're like, and so we were also thinking, and if they're also thinking stuff, in their mind, that project isn't done. So what are they going to do? They're going to hold captive that last payment. Oh, <laughs> You got to stop doing that. What I suggest is you say, okay, this is going to be a 60-day build-out. You pay me half up front. You pay me a fourth in 30 days, and then you pay me a fourth in 60 days. Okay? And I promise you, based on, you know, what you put in your terms and conditions, that I will fulfill this project. I will do it to completion. You'll get exactly what you pay for. Right? And if a client doesn't want to do that, they shouldn't be your client. Do you hear me? Refer them to Fiverr or refer them to... to, to Squarespace or something like that, you know, but if they don't want to adhere to your policies, shouldn't be your client at all. You want people who are going to pay you based on what you know, right? You're going to do the job. And in that sense, like my last point here is if you do set up a payment structure like that, even if you set up a monthly with these people, get a credit card authorization. 
from them. Get a credit card authorization form. If you need mine, write me on Twitter, Dominic underscore TMG Tango Mango Gango, and I will send it to you what it looks like. Just replace my logo. But having a credit card, having credit card payment information makes your life so much easier because it that monthly, what you get to do is each month and, and get like um an accounting software. We use FreshBooks. FreshBooks is pretty cool. It's not a plug. They're not paying me, but FreshBooks. Um, but we use FreshBooks to bill our clients. We have their credit card information. We have authorization. We fill it out. We pay ourselves each month, right? That's what our accountant, our accounting uh, uh, team does. That way we're not chasing checks or we're not going to the PO box or the mailbox every week making sure the payment, the payment came through from the client, right? Because if we're looking at predictable income, the worst thing is for a client to be two or three weeks late on a payment. That's not predictable at all. Um, that's it. Where are we at on time? 29? I think that's good, guys. I hope you got some gems from this. Again, um, check out the No Sleep Startup website. Uh, we got all the episodes up there. We have a Slack channel up there. You can log in. I put checklists up there, and uh, I'll put the credit card authorization form in there, too. And, uh, yeah, we'll just chat it up. Um, appreciate you guys listening. If you like this episode, listen to the next one. That'd be cool. If not, that'd be cool, too. See you guys next week.